Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hey, guys. Welcome to our second episode of 2023. Um, we thought, I mean, we can't beat the first episode. No. So. I mean, hopefully we can. Hopefully we can, but. Or at least it's hit hard that mark. to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't heard that, we interviewed Karen McNeil, the author of The Wine Bible. Oh so God. check that podcast out. Um, but today we wanted to kick off 2023 also with talking about vision boards. Uh, this is like all the hype, I think. Yes, I've heard it. Like people have been asking me, like, are you making a vision board this year? And I didn't really know what they were talking about. So... We had to look it up and figure it out, and um, we're also going to be drinking Boundary Breaks Riesling. Uh, uh, no, it is Boundary, Boundary Breaks Riesling number 239. They number have like six different Rieslings, so I have to clarify. Yeah. Yeah, and this is from Finger Lakes, New York, mm-hmm. uh, which we typically uh, don't do wine from New York, so we're excited to give this one a shot. The last time I drank a New York wine... And it was supposedly a dry Riesling. It was not very good. So I think I, I was with you. I have a low bar right now, if I'm being honest. Okay. Well, okay. it's good to know expectations. Yeah. So I'm going to pop it. Jamie's popping it. Um, so this is uh, 12.5%. ABV oh. residual sugar is 0.8%. It's a map. I think it's a map of the, the topography Lakes? of the Finger Lakes they are located around. Mm. Really if fancy on the cork guys yeah on the cork sorry okay um so like i was saying that 12.5 percent abv lets us know that this is going to be a dry riesling um because it is above probably i would say nine or ten is kind of where we see i was gonna say i think like 11 is where we start to see it more classified as yeah dry. but if you are typically shy away from riesling because you're worried that it's sweet um the way to kind of figure that out if it doesn't say it on the bottle is to look at the abv it's alcohol by volume contents and that will tell you the higher it is the more dry it is because the less sugar there is so that's the tip and trick tip and trick to 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 let you know so this one we are expecting it to be dry we like dry riesling (laughs) that's the only riesling that i drink no all right Cheers. cheers certainly smells good I'm not getting like the petrol aromas that you usually can get are off freezing. Are you smelling banana? You're not? No, not yet. Okay. Swirl it, I'm shove swirling. your nose in, and then let it hang out for a sec. Okay, there's a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Please don't say banana, because the last time we smelled banana on wine, it was so bad. Wasn't and that? It was that. That was a Kendall Jackson. Kendall Jackson, <laughs> that it was way too old. It had gone way past its prime. Didn't we say like that banana was, walnut? Yeah, something. that was my... Okay, so the color is beautiful. It's, I mean, it's actually quite yellowy. Straw, golden straw. Uh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> it's not bad. To be honest, if I was blind tasting this. You wouldn't call it a Riesling. I wouldn't call it New York. Really? Mm-mm. We'll give it a little bit. It's got a little bit of Riesling on the first. Well, because it has this bright acid. Yeah, on the first, bright. the first sip. Bright acid. It's very fruity. It's dry for sure. I can't peg my fruits right now. Of course, they're citrusy, but I'm. There is something else. 
I'm it, I'm not going to say banana. It's not banana. But it is something Orange else. peel, maybe. Maybe. I need to hang out with it a little minute. Did okay. we mention this 2019? So it's a, it's, I mean, it's kind of, are we talking four years? I guess Eight? we're in 2023. I mean, <laughs> if you, barely. But um, if you don't recall from our previous podcast when we talked about Riesling, Riesling is a very good wine to age. Mm-hmm. So it usually can sit on your. Um, it can your, be. It can be. If it's a good one, can sit in your cellar for quite a while. And even though this is three or four years old, it's still young for a Riesling. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. And I mean, it's not all, all Rieslings are not meant to age, but this one I think probably could have a little. Yeah, you a can see a little bit of the residual sugar on the mm. glass. Mm-hmm. You see that? I do actually. Huh. Interesting. Did we talk a little bit about Finger Lakes, New York? No, no, we did not. All right. Please forgive background noise. All right, so Finger Lakes. When we think of wine, we generally don't think about New York, like that far north. No, bagels. But yeah, yeah. But New York actually has, I think it's seven wine regions, seven AVAs. The Finger Lakes is a big one, especially for these cool climate grapes like Riesling, like Cab Franc. Gewurztraminer and I think Blaufrankisch is another one that's pretty common. And so there are 11 Finger Lakes and Boundary Breaks, where this wine is made, is actually located next to, like alongside the Seneca Lake, which is one of the two deepest and largest of the Finger Lakes. So the Finger Lakes are like, okay, picture New York. You've got New York City right down at the very bottom, like along the, the Atlantic. If you go towards like the center and shift it over to the left a little bit, that's where you're going to find the the Finger Lakes. So Rochester, Syracuse, and Ithaca make like a mini triangle around the majority of the Finger Lakes. And this is going to be located closer to that Ithaca, like a little north of there. Okay. I've heard of all of these places. Heard of all of them. I I don't know anything about them. Never been to any of them. (laughs) Just Manhattan. That's about it. I might have driven through... Ithaca a few years ago. Nothing substantial in my life. Um, so one thing about Boundary Breaks, they said that their soils actually retain a lot of moisture. I mean, these are like former glacial grounds. And so it retains a lot of moisture, which do you, do you remember, like Riesling does better when it, it, needs, it struggles, right. right? And so it needs to be those like infertile lands so that the the roots are like struggling to get water to and dig down to dig deep down and deep. really yeah yep. exactly because this terroir retains a lot of moisture they actually prior to planting any of their vines actually installed like extensive drainage tiles and so that's going to help draw that moisture away from the soil so that the vines can actually that's not like be a lot of work I, Seriously, they planted their first vines in 2009. I don't know when they first got the land. I would imagine it took them a while to get like everything kind of ready even just to plant the first vines. Yeah. But they planted in 2009 and they didn't have their first vintage until 2013. So as you know, we know most vines, you can't really get like a real like good fruit for like three or four years. At least, yeah. Yeah, the third leaf is what they call it. So... Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I've really never been to the Finger Lakes, but they are notorious for having wine. And I think we said before, 
Boundary Breaks is really primarily making Riesling. I think that's like half of their line yeah. of wines that they offer. This is like their thing. Yeah, that's it is. That's what they want to do. Thing. Yeah. And this one, there are a lot of them. And I actually, at first I was like, oh, it's just Boundary Breaks Riesling. And then I was like, and Dry Riesling. Well, they have like three of them. And they are denoted by the clone number. So this is number 239. So that means it's clone 239. And so people choose specific clones based on their environment, based on the type of wine and flavor they want to produce. And so they clone 239 supposedly possesses a slightly more acidic character and as such is suitable for drier styles. So... I mean, this is this is very fruit driven, which is the other thing that Boundary Breaks puts on their website. They really want to have this to be explosively fruit in your flavor profile. Um, I think they accomplished yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I would. I would agree. Um, and just going back to age on their website, they say they aim for superior complex rieslings that improve with age. They're shooting for they that, so I would expect that this would be good in for years to come i don't know why but white wine i feel like we just drink it much quicker <laughs> it's true it's because it's like thirst quenching it's like Whereas lemonade red wine, yeah red wine you kind of sip a little bit more and like you know it's not you're not gonna like gulp down red wine but like white wine you're like i'm thirsty this tastes good yeah and you know? i feel like normally normally we don't hit like the half bottle this early no podcast, but it okay seems but like in all fairness that. like the way reasoning bottles usually are shaped they're more they're very much more oh true narrow and there is not a yeah, huge punch the so, so the bottom doesn't mm-hmm. indent and take up a lot of yeah. volume so there you go okay but yeah another thing just about <laughs> reasoning to remind everybody it is very food friendly Mm, yes. What so, are some of your favorite things to drink Riesling with? Sushi. Same. It's like a big one because I feel like sushi is one of those things you really don't want red wine. And Agreed. It, that would be really challenging. Yeah, it would be challenging. Maybe you could do a light pinot with sushi, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that would just not. Yeah, probably not. The raw fish. I If the fish were cooked, I mean, I, I generally agree like you could do a light pinot with a fish or something like that that's not off the table. Because it's raw, though, I am like str- I struggle. Yeah, I think this is white is really the way to go yeah. there. Um, yeah, salad. Mm-hmm. You don't really know what else to do with that. Like um, a summer, especially like mm-hmm. a summer chicken salad or a salad that has fruit in it and things like that. Mm-hmm. Anything that has a little bit of spice with it, I think this is good. Like, uh, not like hot spice. Like if it's like spicy. Oh, not just yeah. not just spices. No, no, like no, herbs not just spices. Yeah. Like spicy. Because Agreed. It, it's like refreshing. So I think it cools your palate a little bit. And I think it pairs well. I know you're not a huge fan of Thai food. I was just going to say Thai food. No, I do like Thai food. I just can't do spicy. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, same. I can't do spicy yeah. at all. I know my husband, it's it's like he want, needs it to be the spiciest you could, the hottest you could possibly have it. But this also pairs really well with anything that has like mm-hmm. a little bit of a kick, like a Thai chili sauce or things like that. It really balances and the freshness and the acidity and the kind of crispness. It's a good, it's a good combo. It's and a good honestly, combo. it's really good on a hot summer day. I do love Riesling when it's like super hot out and you want a glass of wine, but you want something kind of cold mm-hmm. and red wine's just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Riesling for me is the way to go. 
We're racing people now. I know. That's who, that's who we've become. That, that's because we've become more, we've drank more wine. The more you drink wine, you start <laughs> the more you like dry Riesling. It's just how it goes. Yeah. There you go. But it's anyway. True. It's true. Should we get into our topic? Yes. Yes, we should. Okay. All right. Serious question. Have you ever made a vision board? Do we know? Wait, do we know? Okay, hang on. Can we talk about what it is first? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. The topic is a vision board. Yeah. Do we need one? What is it? How do we do it if we want to do it? It's funny because at work, I very recently just kind of polled some of my colleagues, like, what are your resolutions for this year? And I feel like half of them said, oh, well, I don't actually do resolutions. And I'm like, okay. I mean, you and I have talked about this before. Like, yeah. we do make resolutions and we try to stick with them. I'm going back to my book thing. But I had another friend ask me about a vision board, like you just said you had too. And I was like, you know, I've never really explored that. And I feel like that goes up above and beyond and kind of takes a different step or a different approach to these resolutions. So there's a lot of talk about vision boards, I think. I've seen a lot more articles come out more recently or at least like bringing them back to the the top of the social platforms. Mm -hmm. So should we be making one for ourselves or for DBP, I wonder? So let's let's talk about it. Okay. I think actually making a vision board for DBP is a great idea. (laughs) We should definitely (laughs) do that. Um, We got a lot of wine magazines. Yes. But what, so what, what is a vision board? So it's usually just a collage of images that represents goals and dreams. This takes me back to high school. It totally so, I is, mean, like, right? You, did you make one? Did you, like, do all this collage today? and stuff? No, no, no. When oh. you're... <laughs> when, when you were younger. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. Did you, like, love to cut out, like... Yes, we used to do them on poster boards yes, and stuff. right? Yeah. Am I crazy? Do we have to do it for school projects? I mean, everything's or was coming this just back, because, right? Like, like, we were mom, having a good time. I, oh, I the don't remember. Jeans. Like the mom jeans are coming back. <laughs> like, yep. You know, the crop tops, the flare jeans, the platform boots. It's all coming back. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. So maybe this is just a glorified way of saying make a collage. It's, it's funny because as soon as I started looking this up too, I was harking back to college when for my, I think it was for my sorority. I think somebody made me a clipboard. For me, for Jamie, that was like all these pictures of stuff. And now I really want to know what those pictures were. I think it's at my parents' house. I need to go find it. Like what they meant or what they were? Like what they – somebody else, we were assigned individual, like other people. And we had to create a clipboard for another person based upon what we felt that person embodied and like who they were Mm -hmm. and all about them. Which I think is actually enlightening too because then you get a sense of – how do other people perceive me? And I actually think that given all of the stuff that I've recently learned about vision boards, maybe that's a good exercise too yeah. because then it can help us see like, okay, well, not that I need somebody else to validate what's going on, but like perhaps people are seeing you do something that either is getting me towards my goals but I don't appreciate it or is not. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I need to turn this around. I was going to say, I actually recently made a collage. Wait, you did? For what? It was online. It wasn't like a cutout picture because now, I mean, like, well, first of all. Wait, it was online? Mm-hmm. Like, I did it on my computer. Okay, this like, is another question that I have. Okay, carry on. Go ahead. Like, cut and paste a picture. So, my 
boss asked us all to, we had a, a team meeting and he asked us all to make collages to represent our ethnic background. Really? Yeah. Did I not tell you this? Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think you told me that there was an exercise. I yeah. don't think you told me it no. was making a collage. Okay. Yep. And our family and stuff. So I made a collage. I basically cut. All about me, 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 Yeah, me. all about me, 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 me. <laughs> I basically cut and pasted a bunch of pictures onto a Word document. That you found online or cut and paste pictures of yourself and Both. your life? Okay. Both. Is it weird to share? Like, yes. Okay. Absolutely. With people from work? Yeah. yeah. It's odd. But we all had to do it. How no it? one was spared. I feel like we need to talk more about this another time. It was interesting. That sounds... Um, actually, the assignment was collage. Like, they, we used the word collage. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I told a colleague of mine, I'm like, I'm sorry. Are we in eighth grade that we're making collages? Yeah. You said that to your account? Yeah, I did. I was like, what are we doing? So it's funny because now this is actually a thing, right? Oh, it's like a real thing. Yeah. Like it's like. Like it's trendy. All right. So we know theoretically what it is, but it's also like, it's not just cutting out like pictures that inspire us, I guess, but it's also being intentional and helping you to visualize like what what you want and what you have to do to get to what you want. Yes. So it's more about a vision, I guess, than inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, the good point. I think you have on here, just on our notes, you found this blog, Mind Valley, mm-hmm. talking about vision boards. And it says you have to have three key philosophies. So one is that it gives you clarity. So it's like goal setting with clear intentions. Um, The other one being that, you know, you narrow down what you want because you have the power to choose what you want. Mm -hmm. And so you put those things on there. So it's not just like, oh, you know, I really think this color is cool. I'm just going to put this on there. It's more like, no, this is what I want. I'm going to put that on my Mm -hmm. vision board. Number two is to always have your eyes on the prize so you can constantly see your vision and be motivated because your vision board is by seeing the things that you laid out in front of you, you're able to consistently motivate yourself. Oh, it's a it's a daily reminder. Exactly. Uh, a very frequent mm-hmm. reminder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like this third one makes me think more of um there's a lot of different books on this and, and everything. I can't recall the name of the book that I'm thinking of right now. But the more often you see your goals, the more likely it is to come true. So that's just like, you know, the power of positivity or basically envisioning what you want to happen. And it's not happening. a secret, is it? Yes. Is it the secret? The secret. Thank you. <laughs> I was just Do thinking you know, that. I read, I, I, I don't even know if I finished it, but I read it. God. This is like beginning of college, I think. Because it was like Oprah's thing. Yes. And Nicole yeah. Kidman. I feel like there was a thing. Yeah. Nicole Kid- Somehow Nicole Kidman's mm-hmm. there. But it w- what I actually remember is life's manifestations don't listen to negatives. Yeah. So if you say like, I don't want to be late. I don't want to be late. I don't want to be late. Life is not actually listening to the don't be late. It's just listening to be late. 
be late, be late. And so you're never going to not be late. You have to think about, I want to be on time. I want to be on time. I want to be on time. So it's that, it's what you just said, the positive yeah. view and perspective of it. And it's all in how you twist it, phrase it. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um. Do you watch... Uh... just flew i watched it ted lasso no you watch ted lasso no okay so this is this is the jason sudeikis thing right yes so adam and i watched ted lasso okay and i'm sure many of you you guys listening watch it it's a very popular show and if you don't you should it's a streaming thing right yes um you should watch it i think it's is it is it apple tv it might be apple tv Mm um anyways one of the things that he does as the coach for this English football team for us soccer okay. is he puts up this poster or whatever paper in the locker room on the top and it just says believe. That's, That's it. it. That's it. But it's like one of his big coaching things because you're seeing it there. So like if you're defeated. Oh, the daily reminder. Mm-hmm. The daily reminder. If you're defeated, if you lost a game or if – if you're losing a game and let's say you go back during break and you guys are, you know, the team's down, down like and, 40 you know, points or whatever. Yeah, I don't whatever. know what's realistic. And- <laughs> oh, not in Yeah. Well, not 40, 40 points, points in soccer. No. I don't know. Maybe two points. Um, <laughs> Clearly, I'm not sportsy. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> when are we down 40 points? It's got to be like basketball. But anyways. Yeah. Uh, and football. I mean that's that's hard to do, but Nuh-uh, yeah, because it's, it's like, like seven for like a, how many touchdowns? Is it seven for a touchdown? Yeah, is so it three be like for a five, field goal, one for a field goal, five touchdowns? Oh, no, it's six for a touchdown, one for a oh, field, field right. goal. Oh, that's right, that is what equals it is. seven. Okay, so forty could potentially. It's like five. I can't do math right now. But five or I feel six like touchdowns. Yeah. Okay. It's like a um. Lot. Anyway, so they're down, <laughs> and then you see believe and like so through the show it's like this constant reminder like yeah. believe in yourself believe you in your team around. you, you can, can turn still it do around it. you know and so it makes me think of this like having the vision of something okay. helps you motivate yourself okay so let's say we have decided that we want to do this where do you begin i don't have magazines i guess but i kind of do or do you not subscribe to like wine enthusiasts or like some wine magazine? I don't. Oh shit, Sarah. it's all online. I mean, I actually I only have one there. But okay, all in the no, background. I'm lying. I do get wine enthusiasts. Okay, I had I got food and wine for a while. I did too, and then that stopped. But other than that, it's just all like the commercial type still... magazines, like Pottery Barn and Crate and Barrel. It's like oh, the God. catalogs. That's not a, yeah, I was they're not say, magazines. That's... Those are catalogs. I guess if you, like, let's say if you want to get a new house or you want to, this your vision this year is to like create a calming space. Maybe yeah. that's on your vision board. Yeah. Like, because the thing is, vision board is, it's not. It doesn't have to be limited to one aspect of your life. It right. can be all of them. Or I was reading too. People have different vision boards for different facets of their life. So a personal one. So you have a spiritual one. You have a professional one, what you want to achieve. I guess having never made one intentionally in this format, then I probably would go a combined approach and just one, see where that takes me. But I could also understand like things get really 
I'm sorry. Things can get really busy and crazy if you just toss it all on, if you have a lot of ideas. And then you could just kind of lose sight of things if it's like just too much in one board, if you will. Okay, so if we were going to make one today, Sarah. Yeah. Where do we begin? I mean, I guess you think of certain things you want to accomplish for the year and and then oh this raises a good question should it be for a full year should it no be for i was like just a three months thing so like, i was gonna say i think you, you a you break it up in the year into maybe monthly okay stuff but then it could even be beyond a year right you could have a five-year five year i was just gonna say you could vision. have a five-year vision board 10-year vision board um I, I think that's where I would start. And if you break it up into chunks, that could help. But, <clears throat> you know, I think for me, is it bad? I don't really feel like, like I definitely have long-term goals, but nothing that I can think of like, oh, I need to do this by next month. Besides like get through life. and like <laughs> The typical adult The typical situation. adult stuff, you know. I'm yeah. not, I, I, I would say I wanna, want to read more. For sure. I feel like that's been a thing, Mm. you know. So what are – I saw this thing on psychology today. It says start by exploring your values. Okay. I Also, I just have to say this. If you say how to make a vision board, there's like a bunch of articles. There's this wiki how thing that is – has some very funny um, illustrations, if you will. But it oh, basically, kits. you can actually buy a kit. You can buy kits. Yes, there are <laughs> kits for it. And here's the other thing. Part of my question, or one of my questions, was going to be: Should it be electronic for a vision board, or should it be something tangible that you could literally like open your eyes and just see? I'm a tangible person by nature, so I feel like I would an electronic one would never work. But ele- for me. you could print it. Very valid, but like Canva, for example, you yeah. has a template. Yeah. There are other ones that have like, they're like websites and stuff. And I'm like, but, and I guess there's another, there's another thing that we use at work. It's called Mural or Miro or all of these other things. And it's like, I wouldn't do well because I hate having to navigate across massive things. And the other thing is that I feel like in some of these, now I have not actually explored this, but some of these, they could be like expansive. So I know like in certain <clears throat> software programs, like if you start to add on to going beyond like say an 11 by 14 it automatically enlarges to the next size and it's like well then you could keep going forever and ever and ever and are you really gonna have focus right in your vision board if that's the yeah. case so I feel like go to your local Walgreens or wherever buy a freaking poster board like we used to use in school and that's like where you start from but I love these illustrations in this wiki how. I, I don't know why. I just think they're so funny. They're hilarious. Um, Gold digger. But ask about like what, what are like big questions. Like what are your values? What in your life, what in your view is a good life? And then going and starting to ask other things like getting a little bit deeper. Like what is it that motivates you? Like what really matters to you? What gives you meaning? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to help? How do you want to spend your time? So if you, Sarah, want to read more books, let's find some maybe favorite authors and some books. Let's find a stack of books. Let's find a... Maybe we do more podcast book clubs. Okay. We have one, mm-hmm. we have one that I'm almost done reading, actually. 
Oh, mm-hmm. You, so, you're almost finished with it? I'm okay. almost done, yeah. I agree. I think that is definitely a better idea than doing it electronically is to get the poster board yeah. and put everything out there. And I also, it's probably more intentional because you're not just like cutting and pasting pictures from online. Like you actually have to like cut the pictures out and intentionally exactly. put them on a poster board. And I think that that requires more focus, time, energy, all of it. Yeah. Then you have to think, like you said, more intentionally. You have to figure out, this is what I value. What is my goal in this context? And again, it's physically, mentally, socially, professionally, personally. Like what? But then think about what motivates you to get to that goal. So if you are, I guess, extrinsically motivated, you like you know maybe set goals and like put them higher in your board or have like if you have it are able to build a board where there's a trajectory maybe you have these milestones kind of built in with rewards periodically if you do these three steps then you get that if you do these three steps then you get that but also thinking about setting priorities so like it's very difficult when we think from like big scheme of things in life what do I want to achieve and it's like it's hard to set that priority but if we break it up like you suggested into smaller chunks maybe we're more able to set those priorities in the short term to be like oh realistically I could do x y and z and I could hit this goal much sooner than for example I could read 12 books sooner than I could probably save 15 twenty thousand dollars right right so thinking about priority not that one is like less important it's just from a priority perspective and the duration or time frame that you're looking at for your vision board, maybe that's something to consider. I, I think that there are definitely ways that we can find out your values, find out what motivates you, what's important to you in whatever time frame you're looking at, right? And I think the important designation early on is what is a time frame I'm preparing this vision board for? I think that – I didn't I, see that noted anywhere in any other sites that I saw. So that's a super important one, Sarah. No, it is. Maybe you should rewrite like, the sites, okay? I feel like I there's a lot of things I need to rewrite sometimes. But <laughs> um, No, I think that that's important. Like, is it your vision board for the month, the year, the next five years, your 10 years, your life plan? Like, what is it? Let's put that out there and yeah. then figure it out. This is really making me actually want to do this. Do you? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of do. Wait, just for DDP or personally? Now I'm like, let's just do it all. Let's do it all. I, I actually kind of want to too. Okay, but you, so I mean, you would do a a, vis, a visual one, like an actual tangible one, not visual. That was a stupid comment, Jamie. It's a vision board. <laughs> a visual vision board. A visual, a visual vision, vision, board. vision board. That would be uh, hilarious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what I do? Yeah, I would just have to like go and buy magazines, which is also a fun exercise. Yeah, it but is. you're right. I mean, it's, and I guess there are so many like lifestyle magazines and so many targeted magazines for topics that like I guess if you have set out or established what your priorities are or what your values are, I think that could be easy. I think we could also probably toss in some of our own personal images, especially if, like, we want to maybe replicate something, like, that we previously had achieved and we want to yeah. achieve it again. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm saying I want to do this, but if I wanted to go about and 
do running races again, mm-hmm. like half marathons mm-hmm. or a marathon, mm-hmm. I might toss in a picture from my prep, my past yeah. race in order to do that. Well, or if someone wanted to lose weight to they could post a go pre- to a, yep. a, a size they were before, they could post a picture of themselves exactly. from the past. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good idea too. I guess you just try and be intentional and put it out there and manifest yourself. Manifest your goals by envisioning them. Can I? I'm going to. Oh, okay. Sorry. I agree with you. I think I feel like there's a counterpoint right now. I have a counterpoint. Okay. So one thing that I've read in a couple of the articles is that some people uh-huh. don't actually believe vision boards do a whole lot. Okay. And Elaborate. I 100% agree, especially if it's, and again, me being a tangible person, I need it to be like a physical thing in my house that I see regularly and like walk past. Mm-hmm. And prominent, not electronic. But they say it can be counterproductive because it can be fantasizing about what your life could be. And, oh right. my gosh. But it doesn't right. actually lead you to the steps to achieve what's represented by these pictures. Yeah. And certainly some of these pictures, especially if we're pulling them from magazines, could be very lofty and not actually represent like what we actually envision our life would look like, but sort of the idolized or idealized state of it. Yeah. And so some people argue that making an action board, and I actually didn't look about action boards, but I feel like it's one of those things where you then like start to identify the mini chunks, the mini milestones that mm-hmm. you would need. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing is that I agree intentional, I agree it can be successful and you can definitely manifest it. But I think going into it with this notion like, but you have to really think about like, do you know what you would do in order to achieve this particular vision? And either build that in or make sure that you have that identified somewhere else. Right. So you need like the steps yeah. to get to your goal. Yeah. That's a good point. But also I think a vision board is just more just putting it out there what you want and like the tangibles will have to come later you'll have to figure it out on your own in terms of in terms of like you know the step by steps and and what details you need and how are you going to achieve that thing but if you have that thing in front of you all the time Mm -hmm. then perhaps that makes it front and center and makes you take the steps that you need to get there yeah well, and I think that right. that's the thing is because if you have this constant visual reminder, yeah. then you're like, oh, yeah. oh shit, yeah. maybe I shouldn't do this. I should actually make this decision. It's yeah. like a choose your own adventure. Yeah. And when you have that in front of you, you're like, my adventure is going to go to the left this time instead of to the right. When time passes, you sometimes forget that you put these goals out. Mm-hmm. And so like it could be three or six months and then you can look at this and you can be like, oh, yeah, I did want to do that. That's true. And I haven't done anything yet. What else can anything. I do? Yep. I think it all boils down to this whole notion of you need to become an intentional person. It's not mm-hmm. just like putting out the lofty goals, saying like, I want this to happen, but then actually taking no action whatsoever right. to achieve it. So it, it's the intention that has to be behind it. The intention and... Where there's a will, there's a way mentality, yeah. so to speak. Okay, so should we make we? Okay, so maybe we should make them. I, th- I feel maybe like- we should make one for D. Okay, well, we could we could put one together for DVP. We'll maybe see how that goes. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like we've been talking it up this whole time. We can't just like <laughs> just like, oh, like yeah. nah, forget hey, it. Hey guys, like this is amazing, but we're just 
obviously we have our work cut out for us for maybe the next few weeks. Like instead of like recording, we need to like. I mean, Jamie, I don't know what you're talking about. Our our what? vision board is probably just a glass of wine on a poster board, and like <laughs> that's it. Maybe there's red, maybe there's white should- too. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe they're poured together. Yeah. And they no. I'm just um, saying. But I mean, I'm thinking like you know we could put Napa on our vision board again. Something we've done before that we'd like to do. I'm just going to make our vision board like all wine regions that we want to well, go to. But I think that that could be, that's a not just a vision board to like go to, but that could be like, okay, so we need to think of an idea and a wine that we could talk about yeah. that is from said region. Yes. Or if we want to say do more interviews or do more book club ones, uh-huh. then we, that's something else that's that we prioritize we and put on there. So, okay, we can, okay, we can, we can, we can do this. Let's revisit our wine. Ah, uh, yeah. Our new, oh, you sound yeah. the tone of your voice was not mm. particularly enthusiastic about Okay, revisiting. so it's drinkable. Mm-hmm. Like I've clearly been drinking it. It's a drinkable wine. We are like well through the bottle. Yeah. It's almost like drinking you forget you're drinking wine. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Right? Like it's yeah. like, is this wine that I'm drinking or am I just drinking a I glass think this of is something? like lemonade where you've left out the sugar. Yeah. It's just like it almost feels and like it's I'm watered drinking. down with ice. Like it's just yeah. like come to room temperature. Well, it has in fact come to room temperature. Yes. Yeah. I shouldn't let that skew it, but I, I'm not gonna lie, I still feel like on the nose I get like a mini amount of banana and it really is throwing me off because I am not getting the banana. You're not? I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like. But there is something sweeter on the nose. I'll give you that. There's a white peach, but. I keep thinking pineapple. Uh, so I, that's, I think that that might be the fruit that I taste. Okay. I In keep, addition there's to something the about this wine that makes me think pineapple and I can't. It, maybe it's the taste. Maybe it's the smell. Because, well, you know, pineapple can be so. Um, it varies depending on how sour and not sweet. It's like an unripened pineapple. That's what I'm saying. It's right? Like it's not ripe fully it ripened. Yeah. And so that's the flavor that you're getting. Now the wine is very clean. It's very, it is very crisp. It's very acidic. It doesn't have like a lingering taste or anything. And I think that's why we, when you say like you forget you're drinking wine, like I think because it's there and gone. Yeah. I was just going to say. I know their vision, their vision, their vision was to make complex Rieslings from what their website says. Hmm. I am going to go ahead and say this is not this a is complex, not the complex wine. One. Maybe they have other Rieslings that are more complex, but I'm not getting it on this. This is to me a very simple, like you said, clean, light, very light Riesling. Like there's it's, not. It's very. Fr- I mean, it's very fruity though. It's, it's fruity, very but flavorful. The, the, it's not like you're drinking like you know how sometimes like you drink like sparkling and it's just like there's not a ton of flavor behind it. But the it. mouth, the mouth feels very light. Oh like, yes, it's like yes, very. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. so and like fleeting, like you said. I feel like m- m- more times than not when I drink Riesling, it lasts with you a little bit longer. You almost get a puckery type feeling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying in a good way. But I'm not getting that with this. And that's why I think I'm saying I forget I'm drinking wine. Yeah. I think this tastes better than the last New York recent that I had. But no, I still, it is. like I'm I said, it is entirely drinkable. And price point, it's a totally doable price so point. So how much did we say it was? 22 ish? Yeah. So price point, it's totally doable. But I also, 
I think that for the price point, I can you get can, an Alsatian or you can get an Alsatian. a German. Yeah. Right? That yeah, is Riesling, which is I think a little bit more usually head and shoulders above Yeah. Other Rieslings. I again I don't think this is terrible, but even like our Kung Fu Girl Riesling, that's like what, twelve bucks? Sixteen bucks? Uh, I, I don't know what it is. It's a little more than that. It's twelve or thirteen. I you know, I love that stuff. I don't know what it is. That is one of I feel like you have a few go-to, and maybe we should do a podcast on this. What are your go-to cheap wines? Because it is, we've discussed this before, price has a lot to do with quality of wine. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for me, to find a wine that's under 15 that I actually really like and continue to buy yeah. barely ever happens. Yeah. Kung Fu Girl is one of them. Mm-hmm. I buy it all the time. I enjoy it. It's good. So I agree with you. Um, you know, I think for the money, it is, it's not a bad price, but I think you can get better Rieslings. Sorry, Boundary Breaks. I keep wanting to I, say know, Boundary Waters. I <laughs> I think that's another winery. Uh, I just, I don't know. Anyway, um, but for New York, it's not bad. Yeah, this is by yeah. far. I've had a few New York Rieslings, and I have, uh, yeah, not been a fan. I, I you know, I'll this give them. I'll give them that. I guess what I need to do now. What we, we need, need to go to by do poster, poster is we board. need to go some po- get some poster boards. I and got we a lot need, of wine magazines, and I think we need to get a good bottle of wine for mm. making our vision boards. Okay. What? How Sounds else good. are we gonna do it? Yeah. How? Yeah. How else are we gonna do it? Indeed. All so right. I'm. I'm down. Let's do it. I agree, I agree, I agree. So we'll find a good bottle. We will work on our vision boards. Yep, that sounds good. All right. Personally and professionally. And until our visioning. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at DBP Cheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. So send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers, cheers from, from the, the girls, girls of DBP. DBP.